When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. Russ and my Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well in this glorious sunshine we're in at the moment. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you can be notified any time we put new content on. We have videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. I won't want you to miss any cracking videos, cracking guests, cracking interviews, cracking memories, um, including today's guest. Um, he played... 33 times to the club, five goals and two spells at the, at the club. He's club ambassador now. He's a lifelong hammer. It's Steve Bloody Jones. Hi, Jonah. How you doing, man? Good, Russ. You? Yeah, not bad. How's lockdown treating you? Everyone says it, but how is it treating you? Um, obviously, I've got an antiques place, so that's shut down for uh, the last three months. But I've been busy at work uh, on my job. So, yeah. luckily enough, I've kept kept working, really. A lot of people haven't, but... No. So it's been been fortunate, I suppose. Yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? And luckily, we've got nice weather at the moment, so... Yeah, gorgeous. I've got a couple of days off now as well, Russ. So oh, I'm gonna enjoy. you have timed this perfectly, my man. Perfectly. <laughs> well, I've got to go back <laughs> Thursday, but I'm half, I'm half thinking about sicky. <laughs> yeah, well, well don't, don't say it on, like, on, a, on a video, which is going off YouTube or anything, Jonah, will you? I'm, I'm definitely going in, mate, don't worry. <laughs> Anyway, so um, you, I mean, the idea of the channel, obviously, we're talking to, to fans and players about about their their memories of the club, and obviously, you're in a unique position because you're not only played for West Ham, but you're a fan as well. So it's great to have you on, Jonah. Now, in terms of your fan journey, why West Ham? Why was West Ham your club, mate? Um, really, to be fair, Russ, um, all my family were West Ham. Um, and we started going up, obviously, I was in the North Bank to start with. Uh, we used to get slip in, the old dad was in first, the kid was in for free. We had boxes at the back of the North Stand. It weren't, it weren't every week, but we went, you know what I mean, we went a few times a season. And then it sort of kind of progressed to sort of, I ended up in the South Bank for a few games. Um, and then I sort of, I kind of, I, I kind of lost it for a little bit because I started playing mm. at a decentish level. As, as a kid, so I missed, I totally missed a lot of like going to games and that really until obviously I started playing for the club. Mm. 
exactly exactly and then let, let, let's talk about that because that was you know obviously that was a quite a quite a jump weren't it mate you know it's like to, to end up playing for West Ham from where you were what's what was the story because obviously I loved hearing the story of how transfers happen because it's something you don't hear about you, you just see it in a paper you know someone signed for this and this and this how did it happen with you the first time it's a bit long-winded, to be fair, Russ. There I've was um, I'd scored I'd scored a lot of goals for Villarica for a couple of seasons. Yeah, Sheffield uh, United were watching me. I went up there on trial. Southend tried to sign me. Then Vic Jobson, at the time, the owner blocked it and said I weren't good enough, which was once again undermining the manager a little bit. But yeah. didn't do me no favours. And I, I had a trial game at West Ham and scored against Millwall. We won five-two, a uh, reserve game. Um, so that was quite nice beating them 5-2 but um, and then it didn't really happen I got an injury and I had a week's trial and then I sort of drifted away for a little while and I think Harry had seen me play a few times and he was interested in me and we ended up playing Billericay played West Ham sent a good team down to Billericay pre-season and um, we drew 5-5 and I scored 4 and and I had an absolute stormer obviously if you score in 4 and West Ham had a good side Dixie was playing, Gary's, but I know it's pre-season. I know it's hard for pros uh, because obviously I've become one. But um, it was just one of the things that once that happened, I think Harry, went, when, the, when the meeting went back, because Harry's team went elsewhere, it was probably Margate, Harry's team, where, where the sub come, where the fan came on. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it kind of, it, uh, yeah, and then they went back to the thingy and they asked, Harry had asked how I'd done the meeting and they both said, oh, well, he scored four goals. And he went, and I think that was it, really. And then from then on, even though Billy was involved with a lot of it as well, yeah. uh, I think it was Harry's main influence because he'd uh, he'd asked about me a couple of times while he was Bournemouth manager. Yeah. And yeah. when Billy Bonds asked you to come and sign, you ain't saying no. Nah, exactly. Especially yeah. to your team as well. Exactly. It, it must have been awesome. Got a great photo of us of me signing with Bonds. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look about twelve. Yeah, yeah, I do. Really. Yeah, I wish I <laughs> and and so, what was it like? Yeah. Obviously, being a being a West Ham fan, you know, signing for your boy, very Roy of the Rovers type stuff. What was it like that first training session? You know, at Chad Eve, playing at West Ham, your club. You know, it must have been. To be honest with you, mate, on the pitch it started very fast for me. Yeah, I came, in, I scored a couple of goals on my debut, and the, the fans really took to me. But in all honesty, I don't really think I got a fair deal the first time I was there, like mm. appearances-wise, you know. Mm. Funny enough, the second time I come back, I was a better player, but it didn't really happen for me. I, I could have maybe could have scored twice at Arsenal on the opening day, but it didn't happen. And then it kind of went from there and a, a bid come in for me and it was, it was you got to go again, really, yeah. basically. Under Redknapp, that happens, you know. Mm. Uh, so, but... Um, it was crazy, really, because on the Tuesday night, I think uh, we played Wembley away, but we lost 2-0, and I, I had a bad game, to be honest with you. I didn't play great. But Frank Lampard Senior was watching me, and as I was walking off, I was trudging a bit because I knew he was watching me, and he just winked at me and like just sort of nodded. And yeah. then I signed on the Wednesday, and was sub on the Saturday. Mental, mental. Uh, and, and, bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. But that seems to happen. Everyone I've interviewed, 
um, all the ex-players, it's exactly the same story. They're like signed on one day, on the, on the Wednesday, or like you, and they're in the squad for the Saturday, or they're, uh, when I interviewed Leroy Rossini, like Friday he'd signed, he, he, was, he was in the squad on the Saturday. And it just means, yeah. it's just, it's so, it happens so quickly. You know, nowadays it wouldn't happen that quickly, would it? The squads are so small then. Mm. You know, I mean, I think if you bring someone in and there's five subs and you've got 10 players, and you've signed someone for oh, okay, only twenty five grand. But yeah. you, why wouldn't you throw them on the bench? Yeah, you've yeah, signed totally. them. In so I mean, I'm a big because obviously my boys in West Ham. He's he's under 15s now, and yeah. he's doing really well. Um, but it's very hard for him now. It's very very hard. There's like 30, 25 players of his age group to to, to come through that system is yeah. is going to take some doing. Mm. You're right. And then obviously with the influx of, of foreign based players and stuff, it makes it harder for the for the it's sort of the homegrown talent to come through, doesn't it? I know there's I know there's restrictions on, on how many you know in, in terms not, of players. There's not really restrictions no. though, is there, Russ? We we don't have to play, we don't have to field seven or eight English or no. uh, British players, which mm. we should do. It should be seven or eight British players and three and then I then I think it works in our favour. Yeah. We could start blooding a few youngsters and you've seen what it does to most teams. If they do do that, it can be a success. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. We we see it time and time again, don't we? Especially at West Ham. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and when we do have one or two or or six at one point where we had like, you know, the golden era of all like Joe and that lot, you know, they, it makes a big difference. And that's why I think people took to you, Steve, because it was like, you're a West Ham fan, West Ham boy playing for your club. It's like everyone who was those 30 odd thousand at Upton Park would have traded their shit, the shelf, their back to be in your position. And do you know what I mean? I think that's what, that's what West Ham fans love to see is a West Ham boy playing for his club. Um, yeah, cool. So I, I think West Ham fans mainly, if, if you put effort in, Russ, sometimes you don't, you don't have to be playing well, mate. No. You know, I mean, we all have bad games, and to the start of my career, I had more bad games than I good for sure. You know what I mean? But if you put a shift in, nobody can say nothing. And at the moment, the team I'm seeing, that uh, the current team, they're not doing that, mate. Mm. And if they continue to do that, they will get. We will get relegated. Yeah. You know, or, or we'll be right in it, which we are. Yeah. Yeah. Got to put a shift in. If you don't put a shift in, in other teams up the ante a little bit and put a bit more work in, mm. uh, they're going to beat you. Yeah, no, definitely, and I, and even more so in these in these strange times, you haven't got the like, the fans to 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 feed off anymore. So you've got it's it's more about mental strength, isn't it? Really, at the moment. Yeah, you know as well as I do, Russ West Ham fans. When the team are on the ascendancy, there's no better. No, you know what I mean. It's electrifying. You've seen it yourself. We've seen it time and time again. I've played under the lights, like thrilling games. You know, even just you know just. The atmosphere and that is totally, totally electric. But yeah. you've got to be playing well to do that. True. Very true. And, you, and you're right. When it's not going not going well, particularly Upton Park, it was a very lonely place, I imagine, as a player. I had a couple of bad games. Yeah. It weren't easy. No. No. Particularly, <laughs> well, to be honest, your, your, spe- your second spell, as you said, you didn't have a good rub, rub of the green, to be honest. You know, you, you, in terms of strike partners, arguably as well you know and it just as you said you came back you came back as a better player but I don't think the team was was better when you came back if that made sense yeah, probably it was, it was a decent team but it was a bit crazy I remember Paolo Futre funny enough I do mention him in my team an incredible player us 
European yeah. football year twice, he come to us with no knees. Yeah. So, so he was never going to play much. But I remember him turning up. We was, we was at Haynall on the uh, cross country. He was about yeah. to run. He turned up in a stretch limo. The old window went down. He had a cigar. I think, yeah, no, he had a cigarette. He smoked a cigarette. He threw his cigarette out the window. The window went up. He got out of the car. We done one little lap warm up, two little laps warm up. He got back in the car, ran the window down, lit another cigarette up, and drove home to the hotel. He was definitely, for me, he was, I don't think people realise how good he was, Russ. No. No, but exactly. we obviously got the, the, the real, real end of his career. Yeah. You know, so but an incredible player. Like, yeah. I see a couple of training sessions I've never seen before. No, I can Frightening. I can he imagine. was the European Maradona, wasn't he? He was. He was. You know, he really was. He was. He was that good. But as you saw, we did. As as always, the way with West Ham, yeah, um, you don't, yeah. you never see the best. There's only a couple of players where you've seen the best of them. You know, um, we we either get them at when they're beginning their career or when they're ending their career. Very, yeah. you know, yeah. I can only think of yeah, maybe we, two. We, we, we do normally get a lot of players that excel at, at the beginning of their career. Yeah, more no, so than more so than later players coming in and doing well. You yeah. know, we see each other like right partners. Mike Newell, very good player. I had four games with him, Russ. He was woeful. And yeah. I mate, I'm, don't get me wrong, yeah, I'm, he's probably the worst partner I play with, but Mike Nor was a good player. But yeah. for me, he, he had a shocking time with us. Yeah, no, he did. It just nothing happened for him at all. So, um, which, which happens to strikers, of course. Yeah. And even more so for strikers, isn't it? If, 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 it's not, if it's not working, you're not scoring, it's like that's, that's your job, really, isn't it? It's, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's the trouble, well, isn't it? it? I don't have to be scoring because one of the players in my team, Trevor Morley, sometimes you can be an outstanding team player where you're picked without scoring. Yeah. But you are judged on goal and assist, really. Yeah. So you have to do it. If you're a forward, you've got to do something in the final third. If you don't, then you, you ain't going to be a forward for long, are you? No, very true. Very true. Now, obviously, you, when you played for both, you know, both spells, obviously, you had a few characters in the team. There's a few characters in that squad, and I think it. And, and it's something. And I say that. What, what, what baptism fire ride? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, signing, signing as a pro, wet behind the ears, mate, as a footballer. Wow, there was a lot of characters in that squad. Very much so. Very My first, much so. Game, first game, I was sub. I didn't get on. Uh, I was walking out of the dressing room, uh, obviously dressed up, ready to go. Dixie taps me on the shoulder. Jonesy, let's go out, mate. Uh, yeah, cool, right? No worries. Gets in his car. The car opens up, bottle of JD. Obviously, it's not advertising that now, but it, that's what it was in them day. Yeah. You know, you had a few JDs. We're going to pick the best power. Went and picked the best power up, drove up to Tots, had a night in South End. And uh, <laughs> on, on, my, on my first, after being there four days, and then Dixie started doing something like that. It kind of meant, like, kind of meant quite a bit to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sexy dip. It was probably one of them. It was probably one of them. You probably see how hard it was for me, mm. and it was one of them. Keep, keep working at it, sort of thing. Mm. No, because you're that. new to it. So. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, you, of, I mean, you probably Dixie for that. Yeah. Well, I think it, yeah. I mean, he's he, and coming from Dixie meant a lot for you as a fan as well, because obviously what June sort of means to the club as well and if he's putting you under his wing so to speak it's yeah 
it's not. I think it was just me out, Russ. He was one of them. He, he knew mm. how hard it was for me coming from there to there, and it was like, here you go. Let's, let's like sort of get you used to it and out and about and and just generally just being like really a decent fella, you know. Yeah. Which which helped me massively because the first year was very hard for me because I was even though I turned up as a goal scorer and I was a good player, I'd pace and this that. I weren't as good as them because I'm not trained every day, you know. And and it took a long time to to uh, get into. It's probably took eighteen months for me to even get match sort of fit and training fit. Mm. You know, I remember Alvin Martin, mate, I, one of my first training sessions, we was in the circle, it was one against one. And uh, I don't, Russ, I don't think I touched the ball for like five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I mean, you got, we're talking about an England international. Yeah. Who's playing for 20 years, mate. He just played me off the park. Yeah. Bounced the ball off me, played nuts me, this, that, the other. I, I, I think I, I crawled off the circle because I was so tired for trying to catch him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was twice as good as Alvin. Yeah. So, no, I get that. I weren't, and, and I, weren't, I weren't in the football brain at the time. No, it's a, it's a different mentality. It must be a completely different mentality from playing, you know, non-league, you know, and, and then to play, you know, where is your, your job is to play football. And it must be yeah. so bizarre to flip that switch, so to speak, because you'd be, gra- you know, as well as playing football, you're grafting as well. So it's like doing, you know, not having to do that, but playing football, it must be sort of a bit of a bit of a head butt, to be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you have to come back in and, and obviously you have to get used to training five days a week. Uh, another situation I had when I was at club, Alex Bunbury. Uh, I mean, we used, we used to work very hard, Russ. Paul mm. and the reserves, really hard. There was If you weren't in that squad, you ran, you done, you started on the corner flag, you did a lap of the pitch around the back of the goals, you had a minute, a minute's rest, you went again, you done it 10, 20 times. So it was real hard graft. And I remember when we signed Alex Bunbury and he went in the squad for the first week. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, it was easy for me because I could run uh, like, like people like Peter Butler. Running was quite easy for me, Russ. But he, after he'd done one lap, second lap, he's three minutes. And, uh, the, 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 he's nowhere near it. Everyone else is doing the times and he's three and a half minutes for a lap of the pitch after the second one. And I could, I, all I can remember is Harry saying to Bill, oh, what have we signed here? What have we signed? He can't run. He can't run. And he, well, bearing in mind, he, this, this guy was, once again, held in high recognition, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah we played off in Pan for him, from, Mar- from, I think, Maritima, I think. Something like that, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a big signing. It was a big yeah, it was a big signing. But it, it wasn't good when he couldn't run around the pitch twice. No. So, <laughs> especially in this game. Exactly. Or the British game. Exactly, and obviously, you know, you mentioned you mentioned uh, mentioned butts. Obviously, I, you know, obviously we've we had we've interviewed butts. Who's yeah, I watched butts. I watched yeah, create the crazy life of Peter Butler. Um, but obviously, you you two got quite close. You know, you were sort of, were you drive partners together, weren't you? He'd pick you up and stuff, wouldn't he, and vice versa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the whole time that butts was there, virtually, I, I virtually went in for it. Uh, went in with him and. Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, I, mate, I've not got no higher words about Butts, mate. An outstanding player, yeah. an outstanding person, and uh, I love the way he played. Yeah. He, he, he's my eleven. Yeah. I love the way he played. He tackle, get up, and go again, and he could play as well, Russ. And he he had the, the simple. He, he could win the ball, mate, and he knew when to give it. Yeah, simple. And, and that was part of that promotion on the ninety-two, ninety-three mm. season, which. Luckily enough, I think I played nine or ten games with sub appearances in it, um, yeah. scored a couple of goals. It, it was a, a very obviously I was never going to play towards the end. They signed David Speedy, 
Clive Allen coming, I think. Yeah. So there were some high caliber strikers there, Russ, for the time, you know. So I got the odd sub appearance at the end, but I was never going to play a lot. But uh, yeah, no, that was an outstanding team, and Butts, Butts was a big part of that. Yeah, he was. And I can imagine, I can imagine all those. Go on. Great fella. Great yeah. fella. I can imagine you and him having a good old chat on the A127. Can't drink, mate. Two <laughs> drinks in sleep. I remember, I remember going out a couple of times. The people used to put beers on his head, Russ. Because he was, after two or three beers, mate, he was snoring. <laughs> well, he tells me he can't tell his every time. Because when, when we interviewed him, obviously he's in Liberia at the moment. And, and his, yeah, his apartment, yeah. like, backs onto he the beach. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. And he was having, he was, he was going for a couple of beers afterwards, and he said, "Don't tell the wife." And I said, "Well, a bit like you just said, where you said you were going to throw a sickie." I said, "Well, you've just done it on on YouTube, mate. So if your wife hears it, he's like, can we edit that?" We're no. both we're both guilty, mate. Both guilty. You mentioned mentioned about your eleven. Obviously, what's what's really cool with the elevens from the players' perspective is we get a totally different perspective from the play from the fans' perspective because you know, as you said, you know, for example. Butts, for example, Butts is a, a classic example. He's appeared in lots of players' eleven, but not necessarily in the fans' eleven because uh, he, well, yeah. because he does a lot of the he does a lot of the, the the work which might not be appreciated. You know what I mean? But by the fans, but the players know how good a player he was. So that's what's yeah. quite nice yeah. about the difference. So I, I, don't, you know, I don't think the fans didn't realise what a good player he was, and I think the fans always lo- loved him. Oh, as definitely, well. I loved him. But, but he wouldn't be. He's not a standout player. I know, yeah, you know, that's what I mean. He's not one like, of a twist and turn of the game, even though he scored in a couple of games, funny enough, mm. what I played in. He, he weren't the player that was known for getting forward, being creative. You know, he, he, was, he, was, a, he, was, a, he was a grafter. Yeah. He was Jules Paris. Jules Paris. With, uh, they, they both could play. There's no question about that. But they also put in a tremendous shift in. No, totally. And, and, and actually, I've, that's, that's exactly how I feel, felt about... Uh, not just Butts, because oh, I always thought of Butts because he was the first player I ever met shook, shook hands at a junior hammer birthday party. I've, heard, I've done a few of them parties. I know. Could you imagine that happening now? You know, you, your daughter's having a birthday party and Anderson comes in and shakes. That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. No. No, so, I, I, I doubt you'd get him there, would you? No, exactly. You wouldn't get him. You wouldn't get him there. And, that's, and so, but obviously, watching, obviously, we haven't known football until recently. Uh, and having like watched a load of old football, back again I could appreciate it through older eyes so like you know that 92-93 season that was all my main like that's when I sort of got into football West Ham um, yeah, and it yeah. was and it was like you know it was the strikers it was you it was it was speedy it was Clive Allen it was it was you know Bish it was people like that um, but watching back it, as you said now I now appreciate people like Butler more, I appreciate Breaker more, people like that who <laughs> did a did a lot of the sort of the, the donkey work, so to speak, which as a kid I wouldn't look at because it's all about the goals and it's all about the flashy players. But actually now well, you appreciate right, right. it takes me back to my my childhood, mate. Yeah. I, mate, I was obviously a West Ham fan. I had West Ham family, we was all West Ham, we went at times. But at the FA Cup final, Russ, I was the person that scored the winning goal. Now, yeah. whether he be Spurs, whether he be, no, not Spurs, whether he be Arsenal <laughs> or whoever, Alan Sunderland or Brian Robson, yeah. that day you go out of the park and you'd emanate that player and you'd be that player that scored the winning goal in the FA Cup final. Exactly. But that's what, I think that's what it was about. And obviously, Brooking as well yeah. in 80. You know, I mean, I was 10 years old, so I would have been Trevor Brooking diving header. You know, yeah. that's the way we were. 
when we was kids. That's all we did. We played football on the green. Yeah. Knocked down. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but that's that's what it was about then. Webley doubles. I used to love Webley doubles. Um, yeah, no, oh, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. You'd always... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think most, kids, most kids would have been the same back then, Russ. Of course. Of course. And he's... Well, I, well, I remember we used to because play... Because yeah, cup final. Just, yeah. Oh. And it was all it was a spectacle. Yeah, it was a ma- it's not yeah, now. You got up on a Saturday morning and you watched it from 9am. Yeah. And it was the big right to the game. You know, but now, obviously, times have changed, mate. Champions League's overtaken. FA Cup's not important. The League Cup's even less important. Mm. Which, which is quite sad, really, because I think they're two great trophies. Yeah. No, definitely. And you're right. I mean, now it's like the FA Cup is on, like, I don't know, 5.30 on a Saturday and it's like, well, after the, after a Premier League programme, you know, they had like a week, you know, and it's just, you know, I think, although, although saying that, obviously when we went in 2006, that was obviously a big day for West Ham, you know, because we weren't used to it. Yeah. <laughs> we hadn't been there for yeah. a long time. And uh, like I, went to, I went to that, yeah. That was just, yeah. I mean, I, I always loved, I always loved going to Cardiff. I thought Cardiff was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, day, it was. A bit of a day out, you know. What I mean, it's like we're even Wembley. I find it a bit boring. I find Wembley a bit boring. I find it a bit, um, just a bit sort of sad, really. I think. Whereas Cardiff, I find a lot more everyone together. Everyone together, yeah. you know. It's almost like that old school. A bit like, a bit when people talk about Upton Park to London Stadium, you know. You know that Cardiff. Yeah. It was like you got in the middle. You got the stadium right in the middle of all the pubs and everything. Whereas, you know, yeah, Wembley's yeah. a bit corporate. But hey ho. It is what it is. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know, I know what you're saying about London State. I, I think it'll work there in the end. Yeah, if I they mean, get I'm... them stands, so if they can break that tarpaulin gap and bring it closer a bit, yeah. you've got yourself a pucker stadium. I think we've got. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure, which I'm sure, sooner or later, whether it be the uh, owners in charge now, or if there is a next one, whether it be, it will happen. And, and it will bring it all back. And, and once again, Russ, football's about uh, players and, and, and teams going on the pitch and, and putting a performance in that, that warrants the atmosphere that West Ham fans give it. And they haven't done that for a little while. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. You have to perform with West Ham fans, you're in, you're in no better place. I've been to the London Stadium, the Chelsea game, the Spurs game, electrifying. Yeah. You know? Because because we're putting performance in against the good side, and yeah. that's what needs to happen. And hopefully, it'll happen sooner rather than later. If the team are performing, the stadiums are lasting on people's minds. Yeah, that's basically definitely. it. That's basically yeah, it. Yeah, it, it ain't, ain't up to park. It ain't as good as up to park. No, it's different. But it can, yeah, it can be better in the future if they improve the stands. Yeah, and 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 the harshest thing is, and I've said it lots of times before, when people ask me about the stadium move, is it's not, and it's you know, it's it's not really for our generation. Joe, it's for it's for your daughter, my daughter. It's for the younger generation yeah, moving cool. forward, um, yeah, cool. and that's and that's we, hard we, to take. We've been the worst of it, Russ. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It's a new move to a new stadium, mm. but exactly. hopefully, once it's bought, we own it. It'll become decent. Yeah, well, I think I think I think it's all there. All the pieces are there. Just got that puzzle. Just got to be put together properly. The pieces are there. That's no doubt about that. We've got the fan base. You've got the infrastructure. The travel. Yeah. I mean, you know, Upton yeah. Park was was falling apart. Bless her. She was great, but she was falling apart. And if that district line's buggered, you are buggered to get out of Upton yeah. Park, in it. And so people forget yeah. about those things. You know, that massive queue down Upton Park when it's pissing down with rain. We've lost 
you know, four nil against I don't know Swansea yeah. the last game of the season. You know, funny though, there were some funny there were some funny times in them queues. I was a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. There's a lot of characters. I mean, Gary Birmingham, people like that, Phil Daniels that I knew, obviously because I used to get the train anyway. So right. I got to know Land and Sea Boys and all the fans and guys really, you know. So it was a good atmosphere along that road. They are fun. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun times. But you, but you know, nowadays you, you're right. The game's moved on. It's modern. It's all about infrastructure. It's all about transport links. It's all about getting loads of fans in. And yeah, I mean, as you said, the pieces are all there. And hopefully, you know, get this season out of the way. Uh, get everyone. God knows when we all go back in there. But I think once we all get back into the stadium, I think it will mean people will be a bit more. Bit more acceptance, you know what I mean? Because it's everyone will be together, be sixty thousand people there singing yeah. bubbles together, and yeah. it'll be. I think you know it's it's opened people's eyes to um, this whole pandemic around, you know, appreciating the smaller things. And you know, Peter said to me, you know, West Ham in the last few years is like a chore going to the London Stadium, but it's a chore they want to do again. They want to go back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same as me on Saturday, going there. You know, yeah, it's like. Right. That's that comes with West Ham, doesn't it? It does. If you're a West Ham you you will continually go, won't you? Yeah, it's not about the football at West Ham. If it was about the football, we, none of us would be West Ham fans. No, because we've won no, fuck all since. It's all about the football beforehand, but yeah. now it's not so much about the football. No, no, but I think that will come again, Russ. Once we get a decent side and mm. the stadium gets sorted, I think you've got you've got a like you said, you've got a no better place to have a stadium. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. Anyway, let's crack on to this 11. <laughs> We've had a little deviation to the stadium discussion. Let's go back. Right, let's go for this 11 then, Jonah. Who's in goal for the Jones 11? That's what I want to know. There's only one goalkeeper for me, mate. Ludo, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I had two spells there, but Ludo was, mate, professional, unbelievable. And, and a sponsored Skoda, mate. It don't get no better. <laughs> exactly. And I a Skoda oh bless him yeah I think it was was it was it Butts and I was talking to, talking to Butts uh, and he was talking about Martin Allen Martin Allen no, it wasn't Butts tell you, like, it was Kevin Keane and, and Martin Allen had a, had a um, his car was sponsored by Alan Alan Ford ran by Romford oh, on the on the yeah, roundabout yeah. and he yeah, would get a few of them had Fords from uh, sponsors yeah. then and I, I, bought, I bought my car from there. I'm, I live in Ormchurch. So, I, I, so you know, uh, keeping the keeping the you know keeping the tradition going. Um, but he'd get a phone call every every month from Alan Ford to say there'd been a complaint about his driving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the That's quite right. <laughs> right. So we'll put Ludo in goal. Let's go left back. Who we got? I could probably guess left back, but who we got left back, Jonah? Yeah, we got Dixie left back, mate. Yeah. Dixie. Don't really need. Very much well. We can say what we want, mate. Fantastic player, mm. great, great lad, uh, and he's, he's, oh, oh, it's good to see him continually do well as well. Yeah, it's good to see that Slavers. Uh, well, once again, he's in my side coming up, which is surprise a few. Um, they've, they've done scared. They've stayed together, and they've, they've done really well. Nice. I was unlucky, family and Russ, to be honest with you. I think it was such a great season the last season at the Bowling that. I don't think that worked in their favour. No, and the stadium as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree totally. But it worked. I mean, that last season, 
as you said, Upton Park, all the stars aligned, didn't they, a little bit? You had the right manager, you had the right yeah. assistant manager, you had the right star player, and it just all yeah. worked. And unfortunately, I think the bar was almost raised too high, assuming, okay, we're going to the next level, not realising that everything's going to be different. Uh, and yeah. every team that yeah. moves from stadium, that first season is always awful. You know, when, well, when like, Arsenal like, moved. and Spurs now. Look yeah. at Arsenal. They're, mate, they're struggling, them too, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, that. Arsenal... Really struggling, Russ. Yeah, they are. You know, big table material if they ain't careful. Yeah. You know, so it is, when you do go to a big stadium, it, it does bring a, a, a different, you then need a special team. Yeah. And I think like, the likes of Man City have had that with Guardiola. Yeah. I think he, he's put the team on the, on the pitch that warrants that stadium. And I think Klopp's probably done the same at Anfield. Yeah, no, I agree totally. Right, we'll put Dixie in. Let's go, let's yeah. go right back. Who we got right back then, Steve? Robots right back. <laughs> I know who the robot is now. I didn't know it was the first time. Martin had looked at me like I was an idiot. So I know it's yeah. Timmy. <laughs> Gene, absolute machine. Had a good player as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great trainer. And once again, he went on to do a bit of coaching in the game. And I think he's still in the game, Russ, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he is. He's, uh, oh God, I can't remember who he is. But he is because we interviewed him. And he was a lovely guy. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely still in the game. So that, and that's good. And that's a testament of how good these players are when they, can, yeah. you know, they're still going. You know, still going, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Uh, well, Russ, Pox is not in my team. Even no. Obviously, I put him on the bench if I had five, but yeah. Poxy Warren's being in there as well. Yeah. The fact that it's right back and Tim was so strong there, mate. Poxy, Poxy seemed to play more centre half when I was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely. And, uh, obviously, I picked other centre halves. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. So, who are those centre halves? Who's your first centre half then, then, Steve? Alvin's first centre half, mate. Yeah. Uh, arguably one of the best centre halves I've seen play the game. Really? Uh, and, I, and I see him towards the end of his career as mm. well, once again. So, but just an incredible player, mate. And I could see why he played for England. Yeah. And I was probably surprised that he didn't play more for England, you know? Just a, and, and a top fella. Yeah. And a top fella. West Ham in his blood. 100% every game uh, would die for the club and a player of great ability. Yeah. So it don't, don't really get no better, does it? Nah, no, you don't. And, and uh, I think you already said he's, he's going to eat part of his. He'll be in that first training session. So <laughs> Exactly. He's already set the mark for you, didn't he, to be honest, that first training session. Right. Who is your partner? Is, he part, is it Slav, you said? Yeah, I'm putting Slav in there mainly for obviously the second spell. Mm. Uh, he, he done great for Croatia. Up Croatia, he done great for West Ham. But I think the, the pan notes become ringing when he, when Everton yeah. uh, come knocking, and I don't think he can turn it down. But no. a very old centre half, good player, mm. um, uh, very modern day centre half. To be honest, he'd fit in mm. quite nicely nowadays, Russ. Yeah, and his coaching, and you can see his footballing brain how he's done with his coaching and his managing. Oh, definitely, and just he's, you can see how, particularly when he was our manager. You know, there was a real team spirit. Do you know what I mean? It's like a togetherness. Um, and yeah. you can see that's, that came through. And obviously, as you said, he was in Amon and he was in you know, the Croatian national team, you know, and he was always, you know, it was, it was unusual to have a, an international player for West Ham, so to speak, in that respect, you know, from Croatia. Yeah, yeah. He was, a good, he was a good lad. He was a good lad. But an outstanding player, mate, top fella. Mm. Um, and just generally, I thought I'd slot him in there. Really, I could have. It could have been. I could have had Gally, Potsy. I could have had quite a few people. Really, yeah. But I threw Slav in for a bit, bit diversity. Right? Oh, I like it. That's good shit. That's nice. Right. Okay. Let's go midfield. Then let's go. Well, let's, go, go let's go. <laughs> let's go left mid. 
Left mid, who you got left mid? I, I struggled with left mid, mate, and I was going to throw someone that I never played with, uh, Dimitri Payet, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Kevin Keane. Yeah, because I played with him a bit, um, not not loads, Russ, but a, a really exceptional footballer, and, and once again the same as Alvin, hundred uh, percent, really good player, great footballer, and, and, and a top top. But I remember jumping him for the first goal. If I look at the video, he can't hold me. I'm obviously <laughs> full. Stone, he's tiny, he wobbles backwards. I nearly crush him. So, so I always quite remember that from our first goal. But uh, no, the top player and top fella as well. Yeah, good shout. I'll put Keno in. Okay, let's go. Let's go the other side. Let's go right mid then, Steve. Tough again. I flirted with Matthew Russ because I, I had two seasons with him in the reserves, Russ, and I got to know Russ well. And we were good, good mates, and he done well when he came in at times as well. Yeah. But gone with Martin Allen. And the reason I've gone on the right of him, obviously your understand when the two centre midfielders come, that uh, I couldn't leave him out really. Yeah. Infectious. Infectious. Great character. Um, then once again we've we've said that before about players. Just 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 an exceptional character. Crazy, made you laugh every day of training. Yeah. Which is a, which, which helps the dressing room Russ West Ham had four or four six players like that at the time. Yeah. You know? There were some strong characters there, like you said. Uh, so, but no. Uh, and a better player. Uh, once again, a lot of people think he was just a tackling. Mm. But he was, he was a good player, mate. He scored goals. He, he got did. forward. He could play, mate. Um, yeah. And he, he, like all these players on this uh, thing, other than one of them, uh, 100% every game. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, definitely. Put Mad Dog in. Yeah, good shot. Okay, let's go Let's go for your centre mids then. You've alluded to him. Who are we going to have in the centre mid positions then, Steve? Bish uh, uh, is first. Yeah. Uh, Sets three of my five goals up that I played at West Ham. Uh, exceptional player. Exceptional fella. You know what I mean? Once again, that dressing room at the time with the likes of all, all them boys, mate, was, was an outstanding atmosphere. And, and mm. Rusty... All hard workers, all, all, and at the time of them, in them days, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of boozing going on. There was yeah. a, there was a lot of, but there was a lot of graft going on. They'd come mm. in on the Monday, and like obviously you've heard the mince one. I remember yeah. most everyone had extra strong mints or polos, you know, because most people were on the piss at the weekend after yeah. the game. Yeah. That, that come with it, and obviously the likes of Aaron that would pick up on it, and, and they wouldn't be too pleased with it. And obviously Bonzo, you'd never go near Bonzo if you were stinking the booze. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, really, really exceptional. But when you look at that midfield, there's some, there's, there's some, there's some characters in that midfield and that defence, mate. It was a, it was good times for West Ham. Them, them sort of two years I was there to start yeah. with. Even I was out quite a bit, Russ, and I was playing more reserves. Uh, it was an eye opener, mate, because like yeah. I said, there, there was some strong characters there. Dixie well, it, being, it, Dixie yeah. being the main one, really. They didn't yeah. tell Dick who he told them what to do, you know? Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I heard. That's what, uh, that's what Mad Dog said. It was, it was like that, Russ. Yeah. You know? If Dixie wanted to have a crate of beers in the back and uh, a bus, and he would do, you know what I mean? Brilliant. So, it was, it was quite funny at times, that sort of thing, but that's never going to happen now, Russ. So no. no, it's maybe not. We, we grew up in quite a good era with that. I think you did, yeah. I don't think they have such a good laugh now, do you? No. No, and I think that comes across, and I've said it in lots of these videos, that the one thing that's come out of all of this is, 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 is there's, a, there's a lack of, of, of characters in, in the yeah. game now. 
yeah. um, not just West Ham, yeah. but across. Obviously, I played for other clubs, and I remember I played in the Charlton playoff, and the year we went up. Once again, that team, um, a lot of British players, yeah. a lot of British players, and a lot of characters, mm. uh, and that's what got the team up at the time. Like all these, you know, you, you see it with a lot of clubs, uh, clubs that have come up through the leagues. It's like like uh, what Eddie Howe's done. Yeah, you know? true. He's got characters together. He knows his players. A mm. bit, a bit different now. Admittedly so, and Eddie's done a great job, of course. But you know, it was it, it was a lot of bonding then, and teams were driven by team spirit uh, and stuff like that, and characters, and and the yeah. and the fans loved it well, Russ, as you know. They did, they did. You're right, and it's like you you you, you could associate yourself with players, you know, like 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 guys like you and guys like Bish and Mad Dog. You you know, the fans could associate them. Obviously, they could associate them more then nowadays i can't reassociate myself with felipe anderson and sebastian haller no. they're they're foreign no. players and there's not that sort of you know it's not against that at all but the thing is it's just you don't have that closeness that you did with the players because then it's hang around you know i mean gaily said when i interviewed him that every year was a testimonial year for him for his in the team and yeah. that's what you got you got like a real bond you don't get that anymore now and the ones that do stand you know stand out like mark noble and and you know I mean, Winston Reed's been around for ten years almost now. Yeah, um, and it just and it, and it's 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 just you know it's strange. And I think that's why there's sometimes a disconnect between players and the fans is because the game's yeah. different now, and they all bugger off after three years. Same as the managers, right. really, as well. You know, Russ, Russ, you know as I do, Philippe Anderson's on 150 grand a week, mate. Mm. Now, if you if you're on they're, they're, footballers, have become rock stars. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've become virtually untouchable, mate. Whereas rock stars now have to graft. They have to go and do concerts because they don't get dough for music. No. You know what I mean? So it's kind of... Ch- but football are rock stars now. Yeah. It's, it's mega, mega money. If you reach the top, you've only got to have one season, Russ, and you're a multimillionaire. True. It's, it, that's, that's the way it is now. It's, yeah. You know, it's a very fortunate. Them players are very fortunate, mate. Very yeah. fortunate. Yeah. And sometimes good. I think the fans get frustrated. And I, myself being a fan, I do because... When you see them players that are on them sort of money and, and they don't even sweat and they don't even run up and down mm. and try, don't get me wrong, they're good players. We know they are. They've got yeah. great ability. But when they don't do that, it's like, hold on here. You're on 150, 130, 110, 90 grand a week and you're not, you're not trying to leg you. Yeah. And, that's, and, and you, you can see it at the performances at the moment. It ain't good enough. Yeah, but it's, it's, like I said before earlier, they've got, they've got to pull their finger out. Yeah, we will. We we will. I think we will. You've got to play for the club, Russ. And yeah, yeah. You've got to play for the badge. You got to play for the badge, and I think, and you're right. I yeah. think that's why people get frustrated when players don't play for the badge. And no, unfortunately, no. it's 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 a nature of the game now. As you said, players can move. You know, they can throw their throw their dummies out of the out of the pram yeah. and, and move. And so. Well, well, Let's be fair, one of our best players probably from the likes of, since the likes of Brooking and Bonzo and Devo, Dimitri Payet, mate. Yeah. You know, look what happened there. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know what went on in his private life. Will it ever come out? Who knows? But the way it just turned so quickly from being arguably one of the best seasons I've ever seen from a West Ham player for a long, long time yeah. to coming on strike. Yeah, true. Incredible. But mm. it was, which, which was a shame, really, because... Um, he was an outstanding talent. It would have been nice to have him there for two or three seasons. Yeah, or, or even if he didn't stri- yeah, or, or strike, yeah, strike and 
and they sold him in January forever. You know, it's the way players leave nowadays, isn't it? You know, people accept people will move in the same way that, you know, I'll move from one job to another. You know, it's, 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 it's a career for them rather than a passion, it seems. And I think that's, that's what happens. Right. Okay. Anyway. When I moved from the club, the second spell, I played a few games. It didn't quite happen. No. Charlton's me for half a million. You know what Harry's like. He's not going to turn that down. He's only paid 200 grand for me. He's going to move me on. Flip and it, hopefully yeah. that part of that money went towards the Hearts and the Kitson mm. that, that revived them seasons, you know? Yeah. Even though I only had six games that season, that bit of dollar, I think, helped out in, in them causes, which obviously helped the club out. So yeah. Some, yeah. sometimes moving on, you can't really, you can't really stop it. No, you can't. You can't. And but as you said, it's, it's the way people move. It's like if if, if Demi went on strike or you know I'm out of it, and it's all those maverick players. You have to take yeah. the rub of the green. I mean, yeah. everyone for, yeah, Paolo only came to us because he pushed a referee over. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. you know. So and and Demi funny, came funny to enough, us doing the same thing. Funny, he left. Funny enough, Russ, that referee. I don't think he left again, right? But his game, his comeback game was at Charlton. Uh, uh, and I was at Charlton at the time, a reserve game at the training ground. Oh, and when it turned up, the whole of the Charlton dressing room was singing, Paolo Di Cagno. Just for the simple fact, we know why. But it was hilarious, hilarious mate. Hilarious. Oh, and that's, that's, once again, that's Charlton fans, Charlton players singing out about a West Ham player, but yeah. just to give a bit of stick to the referee, yeah. which, was, which was warranted, really, because the fall over was probably one of the most <laughs> extravagant those of I've ever seen in my life. It was, very good. Yeah, he, he, come back? I don't know. Back? I think he must have done. I think he must have done because didn't. I, mean, I think he did. He must have done. I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, he did, didn't injure himself. It wasn't that bad of a fall, was it? No, no. And obviously, famously, wasn't it? Was it Razor and Razor and Ian Wright did the celebration the, the oh, day yeah. after, didn't they? But they said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the team. We put Fish in. Who's the other centre mid? Uh, Peter Butler. Peter Butler, of course. I should have just guessed that. But Peter Butler. A very workmanlike centre midfield. Mm. Very a bit of talent, a bit of goals in there. But there's, there's, a, there's a lot of work in there. It's a good centre midfielder. A lot, lot of graft, lot of graft there, that's for sure. Yeah, lot, right. Yeah. Up front, playing yourself. I'm going with, I'm going with one one. One one. Okay, go on in. I'm going Paolo Futre. Yeah. Because of uh, because of one really training session I had with him, and sure. I'll tell you. And and Trevor Morley up top on his own. Oh, nice. And, and to bear in mind that I, I, I jotted down five subs. I put myself as which I was generally anyway, so that kind of worked. <laughs> but I got I got Tony Cotty, Clive Allen, Kenny Brown, and Steve Potts. Oh, as, nice good bench. Was, I mean, Clive Allen and Tony Cotty are subs. Mm. Incredible, really, isn't it? Well, it is. You see the players. I mean, the players you played with. You know, you you read through. <laughs> Get on, no, you probably wouldn't stay to be honest. To be honest, but you got TC and Clive Allen. I mean, was it? Uh, oh, it might have been. It might have been Mad Dog, or it might have been Kino was saying that Clive Allen was was the best finisher they saw at the club. They said he was. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? Russ? I had one training session. Uh, well, I tell a lie. I stayed behind quite a bit, and Clive. Me, once again, this is this is typical. He's to Jonesy, come and we're going to an hour. And we used to do a thing. We'd be like 18, 22 yards out and he'd stand in front of you. You'd be back to goal 
six, ten balls, and he dropped them over your shoulder, and you had to turn, half volley, volley, whatever on the six. Russ, honestly, to start with, I was woeful. But the more I did it, the faster I improved. Very much so. Yeah. But Clive Allen, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Bottom corner, top corner, rattled the bar, rattled the post. Every single one, Russ, was just... Honestly, it was like, and in the end, I was getting, I was hitting three and four, but he was nine and t- nine and ten, eight, nine and ten, Mental. every ten, and and Tony was the same. Yeah, Tony was the same. They're both both uh, born goal scorers, mate. Born yeah. goal scorers. Mental. Incredible talent. Like yeah. Clive had, Clive was some player finishing yeah. wise. He was a good player. He was, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. It's part of that ninety-two, ninety-three sort of season, weren't it? it was the he yeah. scored the goal. He scored the the, the one that, that everyone went crazy at, and everyone you know ran on the pitch and and. Uh, we, we, we tapping, to be fair, on it. Yeah, yeah. It was tapping. Yeah, yeah. Cambridge United. It was a tapping. I, I remember. I remember playing in Cosenza on my. I think it was one of my first starts, and we played away. We we won one nil, and I, we should never have played it. It was underwater. We had to. We had to. Um, we had to take our boots off because when you come out of the dressing room, it went down a tunnel. So we had to, to wade through the tunnel. There was like two foot of water in there. And the pitch was, it was unplayable, but they played it because obviously the travelling and this, that and the other. But mm. I went down the right. A few people would have seen that game or they might have seen it. I whipped a ball in. Clive come in from 25 yards out, Ross. Left foot volley. Top corner stanchion. It was just... If, 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 you've, if you ever get to see that goal... Yeah, sure. Like I saw many. What a goal. What a goal! What what a finisher! Yeah, he's a good. He was a yeah, and again, you know, we got him roughly towards you know the end of his career as well, you know, so to speak. You know, and, fair TC, Russ, saying that he kind of the first spell at West Ham, he kind of ended my West Ham career because we played Everton at home, and I had a couple of chances. Neville Stafford done well and saved against me, and uh, we it was nil nil. TC scored up the other end for Everton in the I think the eighty seventh minute. And it was, I think that was the beginning of the end of my first spell at West Ham. Oh. But I remember that really well because I don't think I played again much after that. But it was ironic that TC scored the goal. Yeah. As he often did. As he often did, yeah, wherever he played. Jonah, yeah. it's, been, it's been lovely. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. And obviously, we had a, we had a little phone call in the weekend, weekend, which I really enjoyed as well. <laughs> it was just good fun. It's been absolutely brilliant chatting, man. Really appreciate your time. It's been really, really cool. And obviously, fa- thank you to everyone for watching, obviously. Um, you know, share, like, subscribe. You know, humbled by all the messages, everyone. everyone I comment, I read every one of them. Um, keep them stay, coming. Stay, stay safe, everyone, as well. Yeah, exactly. Even though it looks like we're coming to the end of it now, which is, which is, a, which is, which is which looks good. Russ, looks good. It Back to the football, hopefully. Back to the football. Hopefully back to the pub soon. And it will be back to normal. (laughs) Anyway, for me and Steve, take care, everybody. Stay safe. Keep well. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. It's great fun. I love it. Yeah, you know, we had some good shirts in during them time. The Dagger Lopes shirt. The blue blue with the two hoops I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I scored in that in the county away in the FA Cup. Was, and do you know what? I remember that to the day. The fans, Russ, was, we drew 1-1 one, one away. Yeah. Mate. It was Billy Bonds' Claret and Blarmy for 75 minutes. Mental. For the moment we like, it was just incredible. I remember we took the whole of one stand-up. And obviously yeah. I was, and I had a good game that day. And with things like that, you, things like that, you could never replace something like that. 
the atmosphere was just so good. And when you've scored, and obviously you're that kind of hero for the day, yeah. you don't get no better, you know? No. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.